0: Welcome to another week of Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of One, the Magazine.
1: And I'm Ian McQueen writer on TV Times, TV and Satellite Week and What's On TV Magazines. And today, we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 5th of February 2021, including Amazon Prime's new romantic drama Bliss and 000, Sky Atlantic's new series set in the world of drug trafficking and starring Gabriel Byrne and Andrea Riseborough.
0: And if that's not enough, we'll also be talking about Netflix' new series Firefly Lane and Amazon Prime's disaster movie Greenland. But first, Ian, what's in the news?
1: Well, hot off the press. Everyone's talking about <laughs> it, everyone's writing about it the French series Lupin on Netflix. Now, I haven't actually got around to watching it yet, but everyone's raving about it. And we've just heard uh, it's going to be back five new episodes in summer of 2021. So very exciting. Time to look at series one, I think. And what have you noticed, Hannah?
0: Well, you know what a fan I am of Bridgerton. And guess what? It's been commissioned for a second series. Hurrah!
1: Well, it's a very big week this week Dana. I say we've even we've had to leave quite a few things out that's how big a week it is and you're going to start us off Hannah with a film I believe
0: I'm going to be talking about Bliss on Amazon Prime now um this is it's kind of weird so um maybe we should listen to a clip and then we'll talk about it I get a whiskey? Double. you're real? sorry? I want to tell you something really cool you see all these people outside they're not real this is a simulation you ready there's my guy welcome home so everyone knows i'm a huge fan of amazon prime so definitely uh ha- ha- have watched this and it's it's interesting because it's it stars firstly it stars owen wilson and Salma Hayek, So it's going to be good right it is a really good cast Um, but it's it's a romantic drama but it's it's also a sci-fi thriller so it it, and that's quite an unusual combination in some ways and so you see Owen Wilson playing this very down in his luck guy called Greg Um, he's recently divorced and, and has just lost his job and the beginning of it is seeing him lose his job and you can see that the wheels I wouldn't even say they're coming off they've sort of they've come off haven't they really at that point and um he has this chance encounter with um Isabel which is who's played by Salma Hayek and she's a kind of mysterious woman and she lives on the streets and, and and that relationship or that meeting changes absolutely everything and so she says she well she appears to already know him and she's convinced that the world is this computer generated simulation um and that that even the people around them aren't real, and you can see now where I'm coming into the sort of the sci-fi thriller part of it. So you you see their relationship grow whilst all of this is going on over here. So it's it's kind of hardcore in its own way. It's it's a really it's it's really unusual and it's like two worlds colliding. It it does work though, I think Ian, don't you?
1: It's very interesting and. Of course, it's going to remind people of The Matrix, the Keanu Reeves film. Yeah, yeah, I love films like this that are questioning the nature of reality. Uh, I suppose Total Recall, again, is is kind of a similar area. What I found a little bit was that, you know, Owen Wilson's got that real kind of slacker style delivery. Well, I found that kind of his Mm. character... Didn't really seem to react very strongly to any all these incredible things that were happening, like discovering he had magical powers and, and discovering that there was this whole other new world. He just seemed to kind of go along with it in a fairly easygoing way. And
0: but he does that from the very yeah. beginning, doesn't he? Even the first scene. But then I sort of thought it's because he's almost it's almost like you know he he's living outside of himself. It doesn't seem like it's really him. His delivery is almost... I felt like it had to be on purpose. And
1: Salma Hayek, I found at times her character went completely loopy. But uh, <laughs> I did find it really, really interesting. I like they have this effect. I think Salma Hayek's character at one point says, well... You know, what you think is reality is just uh, sort of light coming through a prism or something like that. And they use this device of having a little, did you notice those little kind of rainbow flashes up on the screen quite a lot? Uh, yes. To make you think, well, hang on, is yeah. this the real word or is this the, the fake word? People will find themselves saying, why is he reacting like this? Why is he saying that? Why has he suddenly changed his mind about everything? But anyway, it's still whatever, especially if you like the Matrix and things like that you will very much enjoy it now a slight change of pace now over on sky atlantic there's a new drug trafficking series and it's called zero 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 and here's a clip you're gambling
0: all our liquid assets
1: on one ship if we don't continue to broker cocaine
0: this company ceases to exist brother will
1: personally escort the load from start to finish. We want to meet
0: your Mexican Some friend and ship the merchandise. Our father's number one rule that buyers and sellers are connected by brokers.
1: So did you know, you probably know this, uh, you move in these kind of circles, Hannah. Zero, zero, zero is the purest form of cocaine.
0: I mean, obviously I did not know that. <laughs> I did not know anyway, that. Nothing's
1: seen. Uh, <laughs> as we mentioned in the intro... Gabriel Byrne, the fantastic Gabriel Byrne, is one of the stars of this. And we 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 open with a. Sh- it's very stylishly directed, I think. We open with a shot of him. He's he's lying on the floor and he's surrounded by bullet cartridges. And then we're going to go into flashback to find out what's happened. So, it's it's set in three different locations. So you've got the people who are buying cocaine there in Italy. Uh, then you've got the people who are making it. And then you've got Gabriel Byrne is in in the part which is set in America. He's shipping it, basically. I think it's really well written. It's really exciting. There's some fantastic action set pieces. It starts in this sort of underground bunker where this mobster is hiding out. And he emerges from that. There's this uh, terrific scene in a little Italian village where there's a religious ceremony going on. And he, in its sort of classic gangster movie tradition, he assembles all the mob bosses together to agree to buy this huge consignment of cocaine. And it's all going to unfold. We then go to Mexico and see this God-fearing uh, cop who is part of the squad trying to bring down the... Uh, the mexican cartels and meanwhile burn there's quite an interesting little story involving burn's son who has a rather unusual medical condition which uh, becomes part of the story so yeah i think it's it's really stylish it's action-packed it's well written it's got a good cast um but i'm not quite sure it's right up your street hannah what am i right
0: I don't know that you are actually. i I think this is really good. um and I don't always like this sort of thing, but it hasn't got the kind of sci-fi thing going on. It's just literally a straight sort of very um I think you use the word stylish drama, but it's it's exciting and it's opening up a world that is um is real, um I suppose, and and I think that whole kind of the drugs cartel, that sort of whole um, the way they move is exciting but also frightening in its own in its own way. I think you've got to be if you're me, you kind of need to be in a certain mood to watch it, but I, I think it's very, very good actually really good
1: yeah, you're right, and it very much shows the carnage that the whole drug trafficking world from 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 the very beginning right to the the, the delivery point at the end. Uh, reeks on on lives, um, and
0: I think you you learn things. That's the thing, you know. People that don't really understand what drug trafficking looks like, and like you said, right from the sort of inception right through to the end, and the the, the, the dreadful damage it can do, um, is a real eye opener.
1: Absolutely. Well, meanwhile, uh, we have another new series over on Netflix, which um, yeah, I think is right up your street, Hannah. Tell us all about it.
0: It is. So Firefly Lane um, on Netflix. This is a, this is lovely. Um, let's have a listen. But I have one word and it's lovely. They became to everyone who knew them simply Tully and Kate. And for more than 30 years, that friendship was the bulkhead of their lives. Yeah. Things are hard over at her house in ways that well, you might not understand. I'm going to be there for you. No matter what. When we grow up. We're gonna to live together. And we're gonna be famous journalists. I'm a goddamn legend in the making. That's... So this is um, a drama. Um, it's I, supo- I suppose if I'm being really, if I'm really stereotyping here, this is kind of one of the ones that you'd out of lockdown, you'd kind of get your mates together, open a bottle of prosecco, and yeah, you know, sit back and enjoy. Um, so. You've got Tully who's played by Grey's Anatomy, Catherine Katherine Heigl. And you've got Scrubs, Sarah Chalk, um playing Kate. And they um, you, you see them through their life. So it starts when they're quite young um, and they, they meet as young girls and they become best friends. And you see um, them go through a series, 30 years actually, of, of ups and, and downs. And it's a real tearjerker because you see how... Uh, the problems within the families. Um, you then see them become adults. You see their love life. You see um, relationships, and it's um, it's quite. I suppose it's a, it is quite a roller coaster ride, I guess, in a way, because one minute you're laughing with them and you're really happy, and the next minute you're really crying. But it's it, it is. I think on the whole, a relatively um, kind of feel good. Uh, and one of the the girls um kate is a kind of very shy introvert and um she kind of she hooks up with the with the coolest girl in town and you can just see where this is going i I don't know ian am i wrong to say that this is one one for the girls is that a bit in my stereotyping
1: i think it is but i must admit i really liked it and I, i think the the two leads are are brilliant um and I should add this. This actually, right? This dropped on Wednesday, the third of February, on Netflix. So it, it was already there. Well, tell you what, it reminded me of slightly. I don't know if you'll agree. Um, the Bette Midler film is it Beaches? It does. It's yes. It's kind of like tracing this lifelong friendship of, of, of two women, uh, one of whom is sort of a big star, and Catherine Heigl's character is a sort of tv celebrity isn't she she presents like a daytime show and then her friends kind of went more down the family route but she is actually a journalist um so yeah it reminded me of that and i i thought i think they carry it brilliantly and also the two younger actresses who play them in the 70s because we then catch up with them in 2003 as adults are also really good and i particularly enjoyed Catherine Heigl, her character's mother back in the day is a real kind of hippie going on like anti-war demonstrations and smoking <laughs> marijuana. And just a very flaky character, isn't she? And Whereas Sarah Short's character comes from a much more sort of straight-laced background. But yeah, I I, I loved it, actually. I would watch more of this for sure.
0: Oh, good. I'm good. I, I, yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Love it.
1: Over on Amazon Prime, there's a film called Greenland. It stars Gerard Butler it's about the end of the world, and here's a clip. Put the sky's on fire. Two days. They got it all wrong. There's a ton of fragments. Planet killers. Space agencies are predicting an extinction-level event.
0: We're gonna be together.
1: All right, kiddo. We're just
0: trying to get to safety. They've been tracking the military flights to bunkers in Greenland. It's their only chance. Move back!
1: So, this arrives on Friday, the 5th of Feb, and yeah, it's another of these disaster movies where uh, the planet is in peril and it stars Gerard Butler. He plays this guy, John Garresey, who is a structural engineer and he's married with a kid. He suddenly gets this message on his phone. People are aware that this comet is going to pass quite close to the Earth and there's going to be a great show up in the sky. Uh, then he gets this message on the phone saying he's been selected by the government with his family to be taken to a secret location and it transpires that, yeah, this this comet is actually going to hit the Earth and it's going to be an extinction-level event. Now, it's not a sort of super high-budget affair, this, but it still works and it's very much... It reminded me a bit of the remake of War of the Worlds which follows Tom Cruise as the estranged dad. And his kids as they try and kind of make their way to safety while the aliens have invaded. And it's it's very much in that vein. So um, they get separated and they have to get back together and they're trying to they're trying to reach. Well, you probably from the title. You'll have you, you'll guess where the safe haven is. Yeah, at the beginning, I thought Butler—I I thought he was sort of doing a terrible mashup of a Scottish and an American accent. But I—I did, I did a bit of reading around, and he—he he is speaking in his own Scottish accent. But I think because he's done so much in America, he's got one of those kind of Mid-Atlantic accents. I think it's a little bit overlong, I would say that. But it, the way it portrays sort of civilization just disintegrating and people just becoming completely immoral in the face of this. Well, some people are out up on the roof having a party to celebrate the end of the world because there's nothing they can do. Other people are looting and the kid gets sort of kidnapped and there's shootings. And it, yeah, it's it, it's actually, although I started off thinking, I'm probably not going to like this very much, I did get drawn in. And uh, yeah, I thought, especially considering the budget, it's a, it, it's a perfectly effective disaster movie is this are uh, you a Butler fan I know he's a bit of a heartthrob the Butler
0: he is he is okay. um, I, I don't I do find the difficulty in accents when that happens though. I, I have to agree with you um, I I I don't know if this is one for me, but I think it taps into kind of the world that we live in, really, isn't it? And I think that's what's scary about it is the fact that, you know, I don't know about you, but the first lockdown, we sort of thought this was a new wave of people all being kind to each other. And by the time the the third lockdown comes, there's more abuse on social media than ever before. And people (laughs) are angsty and difficult. And you kind of... Uh, um, digressing, but the the comparison is 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 there. I think in mm-hmm. this because you know it's the end of the world. People are feral. Um, they're just out for themselves, and it's kind of like humankind has just eaten itself, and it's just game over. And I think there are some days when a lot of us feel like that right now. We just need to we need to stop, take stock, st- start start being people that care again. Um, and looking after our communities rather than just ourselves is kind of very now immediate society. And I think there's a, quite a few comparisons in, in, in its own way.
1: I think that's a very good point. And this means that we're in need of something perhaps a little gentler that's about self-care and, and perhaps on Discovery+. Plus. There is such a programme. Tell me more.
0: <laughs> there is. Um, I don't know if you're a fan of Mary McCartney, but it's, it's a, it is it's on Discovery Plus and it's it's a food show, so if you're a foodie, it's one for you. Mary McCartney serves it up. She has lots of different guests. You've got Liv Tyler, Cameron Diaz, there's Kate Hudson, um, plenty of really cool, actually, names, to be honest with you. But the Liv Tyler one, she... Um, makes nachos because Liv Tyler likes comfort food her body does not look like she likes comfort food let me tell you but she does um and then meat-free dishes so um she'll go she sort of talks you through several different recipes and they all look really delicious and lovely and she kind of talks about the fact that she was brought up um in a family of course you know her her mother being linda and she Talks about how the food and the kitchen was the heart of the home, essentially. So it is very, very light and very easy.
1: Yeah, I wasn't really that aware of anything Mary McCartney had done, but I do think I think she's very good in front of the camera. I mean, I must admit, I must admit, I'm going to shock you now. I think Nigella's delivery on camera is just so weird. It's like she's heavily sedated or something. It's just bizarre the way she speaks.
0: <laughs> Isn't that her appeal? Isn't it, know, the it kind just, of like the sexy? It, well, sort it just strikes me as
1: very, very odd. But I mean, that's just me. I know she's hugely popular, but yeah, I thought McCartney was was good. Uh, obviously, she has a as well as the cookery. It's nice that they have a chat as well as doing as as well as her doing the, the cookery
0: yeah it doesn't become all about the celebrity, which is good, but I do think that it's very very staged i think I think that's probably what I failed to articulate okay. the first time round. I think it was staged you don't get you get the sense that she is good in front of the camera, but it's completely scripted, and I think that's what I found tricky about it maybe
1: okay, but I do very much like Natchez um so, <laughs> so uh we've come to that. Time of the uh, podcast, Hannah, where we want to find out what have you been watching. So, what have you?
0: Well, we've been watching the same thing, I do mm, believe. Um, pottery Throwdown. Um, it was first um, brought to my attention because my uh, daughter loves pottery, and she has a pottery oh, class every Wednesday, and absolutely loves it. So, um, she she her, it was her art teacher actually that said to me you need to you need to tune in it's really really good so the first one is more about sort of on the wheel isn't it and and then you get to actually see how they they make things but it, it yeah absolutely great um and the other thing i've been watching because everyone's been banging on about it is shit's creek i'm not i'm struggling i'm really struggling um my husband said to me the only good thing about that was how short the episode was and i i said nope we're going to stick with it and we watched three and I just couldn't, I just couldn't, I just couldn't get it. What's, and everyone loves it. So why don't I?
1: Yeah. So that's the Eugene Levy series, which is on Netflix. And I I agree, I agree with it It was recommended to me uh, by so many people that I thought, well, I've got to watch this. And I watched the first episode and it didn't grab me. But I suspect it's one of those ones you have to get a little bit into it before you really get addicted. But in the same vein, I mean, yes, I've been watching Pottery Throwdown because I love there's a fantastic judge called, I think, is he called Keith? Mm. Uh, who, if anyone makes a good piece of pottery, it's rather charming. He starts crying because he's so moved by it. It's just delightful. <laughs> it. um, you know, everyone's talking about it's a sin, saying it's a masterpiece. It's the best thing Russell T. Davis has ever done that's on uh, all four I would certainly recommend it if you've not had a look and and it's a great piece of uh, nostalgia as well and also a huge subject aids that he is tackling now I'm going to quickly round up some other things that are on this week on Sunday Hannah the Super Bowl yes and my team the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in it I mean, usually they're rubbish, but they're, they're in it. That's on Sky Sports main event. And uh, I don't know if you ever watch Hypothetical with two of my favourite comedians, James Acaster and Josh Widdicombe. Well, that's back on Dave on Wednesday. Now, we've just got time to have a little look at what we're going to be talking about next week. So what have we got?
0: We have got um, Tom Hanks. Hollywood star, no less, saddling up for his first ever Western in the Netflix adventure, News of the World.
1: And we also have on Amazon Prime, Soulmates. It's a futuristic anthology series about romance starring Stephen McIntosh. So, plenty to look forward (laughs) to there. But in the meantime... What's she?